1: Balls out.
2: Recovered by Keithley. Right side is it through, making the tackle. Jeff Thompson for a three-yard loss. Jeff Boston's through. My goodness.
3: When you get released. You... From what we've seen, there's no office coming to fruition because Cam is actually can't get
2: touchdown
0: Christian
4: they can't get them get... but you can catch us on Tuesday nights it's the c3 Panthers podcast brought to you by carolinacatchronicles.com where we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. I'm here this week with Cody Lashney. He's producing the show. Cody, how are you, my friend?
5: I'm doing good, man. It's a Tuesday night, and the chat room is already popping. Legacy Lynn, Susan Deans, Josh from Mass, Underground West, 10 Tizzy. It's popping. We're going to show the offensive line some love in our free agency preview tonight. Man, even though it's the dead of the offseason, it seems like there's always something to talk about. The Combine's coming up. I'm ready to do it, man. Let's do it. Let's get it done.
4: This week's show is Rivera Speaks. Cam's love life and uh, the Combine and free agency are approaching us. So we're going to give you a little insight into uh, Ron Rivera. I think his nose is growing like Pinocchio. That's right. Speaking lies, I would say is you got to be careful, Rivera. Your nose is getting long. Uh, so we're going to be talking about all that plus more. Um, and you can be a part of that show by calling into the cat calls line. The number is 252-228-5098. We encourage you to subscribe to the show on whatever platform you found us, leave a review, smash the thumbs up button, all of that jazz, and uh, show some love to the overtime media network, which we're a part of trying to grow uh, um, a discussion of football, um, all types of sports, just like we do. So give those guys some love. If you see a show featured by overtime media, Cody, Let's go ahead and um, let's bounce into this show right here. Let's cue up Ron Rivera uh, on Ron Rivera 1. He joined First Take this week, uh, this past week, but they were in Charlotte because of the All-Star game. He joined First Take and mentioned Cam Newton's surgery. Go ahead and cue that up for us.
3: He's been doing well. you know. I was um, fortunate enough to to see him after he had had the uh, procedure. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was one of his first um, recovery days, and he looked at me and said, Coach, I got the mobility back. So um, that was a plus, a huge plus, but the biggest thing, more so than anything else, and you heard him say it right there, he feels challenged, and any time he's felt challenged, he's stepped up his game, and he's had a great, great season. So I'm kind of excited about going into this season.
4: Ron Rivera spoke to Cam Newton after his recent procedure that was done uh, on his shoulder. We don't have a ton of, of detail about it other than we saw on his YouTube channel that the doctor was optimistic after they scoped it and looked at it that it wasn't as bad as they potentially thought it could be, and it was cleaning up a little scar tissue mainly. But. One of the things we saw Cam Newton talk about relentlessly and on his debut episode of his YouTube channel was that range of motion continued to be an issue for him and soreness. So Ron Rivera goes straight to I don't know how you already know that, though, personally, if you're Cam, like he came out of there like range of motion back, baby range of motion back. But, you know, Ron Rivera has positive things to say. They're optimistic about Cam Newton. We haven't seen him in a sling. Uh, I guess this is for Cam Watch 2019. This is good news.
5: It is. And, uh, you know, maybe he figured out that range of motion doing something else, which uh, might lead into something else that we're going to talk about. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Stretched it out a little bit. Yeah, he was uh, doing a little too much stretching. Um. But yeah, I I agree with you. It's uh, it's too early uh, to really know right now. But listen, I, I do agree with that. Um, you know, Cam Newton, whenever he has the opportunity to better himself as, as a player, uh, he always takes the opportunity to do so, and he does it, and he raises his game to the next level. And I know that he doesn't get a lot of credit for that. And everyone says that you and I are Cam Newton apologists, but you know, I genuinely do feel like whenever you put the weight of the world on Cam Newton's shoulders, then he's gonna be the one to you know step up to the plate and and do it every time and that's one of the things i respect about cam uh and being the leader of our franchise
4: yeah well first of all anybody who accuses me of being a cam newton apologist is just speaking the truth that's all they're saying that's what i'm saying one love but it is what it is you know one of the things and we i didn't grab this clip from from first take but then stephen a goes and asks him potentially uh I guess the need of drafting or we're going, finding a backup to cam, you know, and Ron, I think filled the question like you're probably supposed to and saying, of course, uh, you know, you always need to have a guy uh, in case you always need to be working uh, for that scenario. But Ron then not all of a sudden, like that would in, like incite and uh, not incite, encourage cam or give him, added motivation which i think is kind of strange like i don't think if you draw if you uh, if you like drafted a, thir- a quarterback in the third round that all of a sudden anybody particularly me would feel at threatened at the very m- least for cam like there would be zero threat i would think as long as cam newton's arm doesn't fall off like what type of motivation does he need i feel like he is pretty motivated when it comes to training and playing football it's some of the other things that go with football maybe the political baggage or the social baggage that are probably the most daunting for cam but how do you feel about a little competition is good for every position as we've heard ron rivera say in the past and then never do it
5: um i i agree with that notion to a statement i think a lot of it depends on the position um, real quick, shout out to Susan Deans, uh, dropping a very generous fourteen ninety nine dollars uh, super chat. We uh, really love Susan, and I will gladly help Susan delete Twitter perverts off of her timeline anytime, Susan. Just hit me up. Um, but yeah, um, I, I just think that um, it depends on the position. I don't really like a quarterback competition um going into the season and I think we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later or whenever you want to. But I think if you have the quarterback, he needs to know that he is the man and they're gonna build the team around him. And that we have one guy that is the leader of our football team. And other than the quarterback position, every other spot, yeah, I'm happy with competition. I mean, uh, you know, iron sharpens iron, and you need people to push you sometimes to be your best player. So I'm not mad at that at the left guard position,
4: center. Yes, at the left. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. not Cam Newton. Hundred And Cam B Newton. that, it, and to me, that's like active. I've heard this bizarre thing that all of a sudden the the Cardinals are going to uh, draft Kyler Murray. And give up on Rosen already. It's not like Kyler Murray all of a sudden is going to sharpen Rosen by adding competition. That don't do nothing.
5: No, that would be you're going to ship him
4: out. I mean, it's still now. I mean, I guess if you do trade him to someone and then get Kyler Murray, I can understand that. But I don't believe in any way that a backup quarterback in any case unless you draft one just for the thought that cam newton could say hey my career has a window and it could be closing rather than on the opening anymore until this year we have seen cam newton's window is opening the question is has it opened all the way or will it continue to open or is it starting to close this is the overtime podcast network so I don't think he would be threatened. Now, I guess really what Stephen A probably was trying to tease out was discussion that emerged this week about Colin Kaepernick, who was settled with the NFL yes. for eighty million. Well, actually I don't we don't know the number. People have speculated sixty to eighty million dollars. How about this? The real story here, Eric Reed just got paid, brother.
5: Paid? They threw the bag at that man. I mean, uh, I'm hearing. What, I hearing. don't know what
4: Eric Reed got, but I bet you I it's a. Either. It's it was uh, worth a season of misery.
5: Of course, look, it it, it it could not be a better time to be Eric Reed and his family. Not only did he just sign a fat new contract for three years to play in Charlotte, but also, man, he just won a collusion suit. Against the NFL, man, come on, that dude—he's gonna get paid like
4: number one safety money for two years. That's what yeah, he'll probably man. get. That—that's what he'll get. So that's—I think. But now, all of a sudden, I think that this is what Stephen A. and I and I—you know what—is this is the first time I'm ever gonna compliment Stephen A. Is I compliment compliment him for not actually going through and asking. Like, I think that he Correct. wanted to ask about Kaepernick and, and if they could potentially see something there. I don't know if the agent had made the statement just yet at that point, but my only nice thing I'm ever going to say about Stephen A. Smith in the ever is that he didn't say what he was thinking here. And that is Kaepernick to the Panthers. Your thoughts, Cody.
5: So, listen, here's the, the my. My very raw, real thoughts about Kaepernick. We have fifteen, around fifteen million dollars in cap money to better our football team over the course of the off season.
4: Could have, it's going to increase some? It's going to increase some after some cuts, but right. not so, tremendously. Yeah, so
5: okay, anywhere between fifteen to twenty million. Let's just say as a as a raw estimate, okay. Uh, I mean, that might change if you cut maybe Dontari Poe. It, it could all, be like all 25. All of a sudden we
4: could manufacture 25.
5: But you're going to tell me, though, that when we have so many needs on the offensive line, on the defensive line, uh, maybe another wide receiver thrown in the mix, that you're going to spend money on a backup quarterback that you hope never sees the field
4: I mean how it, it, and we're talking this is that when we say spend money too, is that realistically all right, is it would be different. Of course, I guess his lawyer has come out and said that this would be it. Look, is that you've got Carolina here, questions with Cam's Shoulder. You have a quarterback that has arguably, or at least they used to like to say they had the same style of play. We actually have no idea what Colin Kaepernick is as a quarterback. We have zero yeah. idea, and he never was Cam Over Newton. We, we always described him on this show as a discount Cam Newton, right? Is yeah. that that's what you were getting? Is a discount Cam Newton? But at this, but it's not like he's going to come in and take four million bucks. If he would come in and take four million dollars with the Panthers, then I'm listening. Yeah, All right, also, I'm listening. Seven, yeah. Five million. I'm listening, but you know, if Sam Bradford got paid $13 million last year to re- get in a wheelchair and wheel on out there and get cut after week one or whatever it was or not play at all, go straight to IR, you know Kaepernick who just won maybe $20 million worth a year of what he missed at the very minimum. You think he's going to take less than 13? Nope. I wouldn't.
5: I, yeah, I I don't think that he will. And Tony, you know what to piss me off a ton the minute Cam Newton throws an interception or oh uh, or, or or throws a pass uh, at the wrong spot. they'd have to hear everyone in woke Twitter. Where are all uh, the liberal yeah, social yeah, warriors now? Yeah. Oh, put in Cap, man. Cap can do that. Cap can do better. It's like, listen. I'm always having to defend Cam Newton. It seems like and then to have to defend him against a, a whole nother group of people? I mean, listen, in theory, are they similar in their style of play? Uh, they both have a big arm. They're both a threat to run the football. But at the end of the day, man, it, it, that's, that's money and resources that you're not sinking into protecting your franchise. Cam Newton, putting pieces around him and or on the defense – to help this team be the best that it can be right now. So the I mean, yeah. only
4: way here there is one other scenario that I would field paying a See here's the thing is I don't think you should pay a backup quarterback any money almost like it should be negligible. It should be respectable because you have to have someone to fill in the spot or you do what we've done which is just put nobody's in there and just pray that they won't ever come in there. But if if you get to June and you have concerns about Cam Newton's progress, I could say, all right, maybe we could then justify getting a guy who could maybe offer us a season.
5: Yes, and that's also a different scenario too. Yeah, that is not right now. Yeah, that's 100% not right now, and it's a completely different kind of thing right now. But also, you know, from time to time, teams draft quarterbacks even when they have a franchise quarterback. And, you know, it's an insurance policy that you have another guy on the roster that you're comfortable with to be able to at least put your football team in the position to win if your quarterback goes down. There's a quarterback coming out of the University of Buffalo this year named Tyree Jackson, six foot seven a cannon for an arm, and is a mobile guy. I mean, uh, that would be the perfect backup for Cam Newton. He's been a player that I've looked at a lot. Uh, I mean, that would be uh Or what perfect. about a
4: guy like Josh Dobbs?
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah, trading for him. Uh, I mean, there's that, no, only- I think
4: he's going to be a free agent this year. They were talking about him being traded for last year because he had a good game in week – Whatever for in the postseason again. I mean preseason against us. Yeah. But that's a guy that at least here he's had college playing experience and he's been in the NFL. He hasn't played at all in the NFL. But I I would say you either have to just have real concerns about Cam Newton, and in like and they have to be closer to time, right? For this to be an issue. I think like what you're saying right now is that you dig in the draft if you want to do something like that, or you go and get a cheap option. You cannot pay somebody big-time money. And then bring on top of that is that we – and I would like to point this out, folks. Now that Colin Kaepernick has settled with the NFL and this grievance is over, I'm back to disliking him now. You (laughs) disliked him. Then I'm okay. Then I don't got a problem with him with all this stuff. Now I'm back to disliking him. I remember you coming up in here trying to button the Superman up. You ain't yeah, coming man. to our house and buttoning the Superman up. No way. Superman is gonna fly this year. It's gonna be fine. I am done with the Kaepernick talk.
5: Yeah, man. and my, my and my opinion on, on on the last last thing has nothing to do with his protest or anything of that matter. I hope he plays football somewhere. I mean, I think it's an yeah. interesting story. Yeah. And, hey, let's see if he still has it. Let's see if he's worth all the talk of everyone saying that he's a quarterback that can go in and lead a franchise. If he is, good. I hope he gets the opportunity. I don't want that here in Carolina. I don't want the controversy behind my quarterback.
4: That's what a- did we say on this show? Was it last week? I think it was last week. And somebody who is a Pittsburgh fan who I know from the bar saw me, and he was listening to our podcast, and he said, "Crazy!" he's like, you compared a- a- Cam Newton to the archangel Gabriel. Yes, I not Gabriel, yeah. to Michael, <laughs> to the warrior angel. I don't want – here's the thing. God bless Colin Kaepernick. But you know who I want out there week one dealing and wheeling and dealing? Number one. That's number who one. I would. Super Cam. All the right, man. Right. So some this conversation, we're going to go to this in just a moment. In just a second, we're going to continue with Ron Rivera's comments. You're listening to C3 Panthers podcast, by the way. The number is 252-228-5098. We want to get your thoughts on, on some of these things, particularly what Ron Rivera is talking about, because we're kind of done with this Kaepernick mess. Um, yeah. And that's funny. Now I don't want to talk about it now that it's about football.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. About now I'm done That's All
4: right, so uh, Ron Rivera comes out and uh, maybe a week ago or something says like, I've got to evolve or go extinct. And I think I said this on the show last week that anytime Ron Rivera says the word or talks about evolution, I get the heebie-jeebies because my man is like amoeba. He's like yeah. the most, he's not evolving, but it's I like I said, say,
5: the, uh, evolution for Ron Rivera is like the man cutting the crust off of a peanut butter yeah, and jelly sandwich. You said it, that's, that's it. exactly that's right. So
4: I was thinking this how about Ron Rivera's got to change these blue glasses he wears? My son has blue glasses <laughs> that are very similar to Ron Rivera's. Ron Rivera's been wearing these blue glasses for two years, and we, I say you want to evolve Ron let's evolve to some silver frames some black frames let's evolve there and get some new mojo um that would be my evolutionary step but he was on first take this week and yeah. um and i want to say Cody that before first is if you're listening in the car and you got children I, i'm going to count down from 3 and you can turn down your radio for one second all right three two
5: one no wait hold on yeah okay i don't know if this just happened on the video but you froze up the minute you were about to say whatever it is that you said it did, it, 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 it did. i didn't hear anything that you said so the video No, that's actually hilarious yeah, yeah, you're going to say that
4: one more time, man. Three, two, one. Fuck Stephen A. Smith. If I was Ron Rivera, <laughs> I would refuse this interview. After all the dumb shit he has said about Carolina, you can turn your yeah. radios back up, folks. I would refuse this interview on first take completely. <sighs> but let's, let's go ahead and play clip.
5: Yeah, well, I, uh, while Ron I – Ron Rivera. While I play a clip too Tony refresh your browser man you uh, you're cutting out again but um and, and yeah and definitely do it now because you and I both have a lot of feelings um, about this clip and about uh, the things that uh, that that Ron is saying because it, it, it didn't it didn't sit well with us when you take into consideration what the past few years have been like so we'll play the clip.
3: Your priority should be going into the next season. Is it buffering that defense? Because your best year, as far as I'm concerned, wasn't just about Cam. It was about a defense that you mm-hmm. relied upon. But in the same breath, I'm looking at guys like Funches, and I'm saying, all right, yeah, Calvin Benjamin's going, of course. But I'm thinking about the level of help that Cam Newton might be required, especially somebody like you who didn't want to run in the football as much as he did in the past. Right, and the truth of the matter, too, is and, and you know, when I first got here, our philosophy was you know, you've know, you got to protect your quarterback and you've got to put playmakers around him. And we've tried to do that through the draft and through free agency. Understand that we know we've got to continue to protect our quarterback. So going into free agency, we will look at offensive alignment Going into the draft, we will look at offensive alignment but also we'll look at playmakers. We'll look at guys that when the ball gets in their hands, they take the pressure off the quarterback, what? whether it be a runner, a receiver, a tight end, somebody like that. So you know, as we've go through this and we've talked about it, you know, I've sat down with our general manager Marty Herney, and we've mapped out a plan both offensively, defensively, and look at the special teams where we need help. And again, we're going forward, knowing that we've got to do things to make our team better. And first thing, and first and foremost, is we got to protect the quarterback and put playmakers around him.
1: Coach, thank you so much for the time. All
5: right. So I have two things that I believe about this: oh, one positive and one negative. But Tony, man, just, just, just jump on them. Just hit them.
4: All right. Just first, just can you him. hear me? Can you hear me? Because yeah. you're going to need to hear this, folks.
5: Okay, as of right now, you are crystal clear. Let's hope it stays that
4: way. Y'all got to hear this. So first, I'd like to say that.
5: Oh, no, of course. As I say that, you're cutting out again, man. I don't know. We're having problems As soon as. One minute, folks. Let Tony try and reconnect here. Man. You two must be a Ron Rivera fan. Because they are trying to stop my man from talking about Ron Rivera. I think I have you back. Are you there?
4: I'm here. Carry for a second see if I hang around.
5: All right. So let me first start with the positive of what I believe about this. If, If they are going to be looking at offensive linemen in the draft, Thank God. This is such an underrated draft for offensive linemen, uh, specifically the tackle position. I am tired of the left tackle being a position of concern for the Panthers. Um, This would be a perfect year for us to bolster that spot. Um, It would be absolutely perfect. But then on the other hand, to say that as Cam Newton has been here, you have always looked to put weapons around him. What are you talking about? Devin Funches and Calvin Benjamin have both been the number one wide receiver in this offense, and they both were top ten in the uh, in drops in the NFL this year. It makes no sense. Why is there a new left tackle every single year? I just it is it's it's baffling that only now. The past two years has there been an effort to put fast, dynamic players around Cam Newton? That's and I'm it's sure. barely an
4: effort. It's barely, barely an effort.
5: effort. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. We love McCaffrey. you. went Into
4: the season starting rookies. That's it. So yeah. let's just act like this. All right. So here's where I got a problem. Number one, uh, you guys heard me say F's Stephen A. Smith. Well, as soon as Ron Rivera sat beside Stephen A. Smith, the stink of bullshit wrapped around him. That's what happened. The stink of Stephen A.'s bullshit infiltrated Ron Rivera's DNA because this is a flat-out lie. We have not drafted an offensive lineman higher than Trey Turner and, and, well, until, last, until Taylor Moten. That was it. Yeah. Trey Turner. We drafted Trey Turner and Taylor Moton. in the entire time that Cam... Oh, and I forgot Amini Silotulu. Amini Silo- In the entire freaking time that Cam Newton has been the quarterback, we have had, ever since Jordan Gross left and retired, we have had a different left tackle. Yeah. We have had no names at guard who we have made names. So don't tell me that your priority has been protect cam that has not been the priority at all that has not been the priority so then to double down on that bullshit and say that your next thing is that since i've been around is to talk about how you want to surround cam that did not start it didn't even start until Dave Gettleman got fi- was about to get fired. Yeah. And right. You know, so look, if w- what I would say is this, is that there has been a priority over the last 18 months to do that. Yeah. But not since he got here, this has been a win with defense team run the ball with Cam Newton as your leader and hopefully a veteran running back and see what we can do because we can always win with Super Cam. This is straight-up lies. And it's like – and it's one of those lies where it's just speak. It's not like lies like he's trying to – but maybe he is trying to lie. But it's like Stephen A. lies. Stephen A. Smith lies because he just talks about shit out his ass that he don't know about. And not because he's unintelligent, just because he's got to talk about crap that he ain't watched. So, Ron Rivera, we have watched you since you got here, brother. And look, I am with you right now. You are our coach. I think it was a good move to retain you. But don't give us that bullshit that you have prioritized protecting cam newton because that's a flat out damn lie and on top of that ron Rivera, you look like my son when he was in second grade and he buttoned his polo shirts all the way up to the top what's up with a button-up polo all the way to the top brother <laughs> He's a
5: he's a button-up kind of guy uh so uh real great uh, our chat room also mentions uh daryl williams as someone that the the panthers have drafted and fourth it, round
4: uh, fourth round i think uh, I want to say third or maybe, fourth, maybe third. I, th- I thought it was the
5: second round.
4: No, Terrell is like a fourth round pick or third or fourth.
5: Uh, well, I, I I could be wrong, but um, i look um, it up. Uh, Le- Legacy Lynn says Ron Rivera is also saying what's necessary for a temper to hear. Jeremy Clancy says sometimes I feel Ron says what you want to hear. And that's the perfect point to what you were saying. That's what Stephen A. Smith does too. They have a list of talking points that they go through that they want to hit on every episode or in every interview or whatever. And, and yeah, it is a lot of that. They, they, they do say what you want to hear. Look,
4: and look, uh, is we all know that you have to give a press line. I get that. I get that. You, that you, you're not going to come out and say what you're thinking. Right. You can't do that. I'm not asking him to do that. But to straight up lie and say that has been his philosophy since he got here is that, first of all, if if it was your philosophy, then you need to start talking about how Dave Gettleman and these guys didn't truly honor that. Yeah. You don't even have to mention that. What you just should say is that we need to prioritize, and we've known this, we've realized this, we need to prioritize this, um and, and, and we got to keep Cam upright. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. So that even if you look at this, now let's go to the other Ron Rivera clip as a, As I cool down a little bit, just go <laughs> to that. There, there should be one more Ron Rivera yeah, clip in there. I hope. Yeah, and this is about when Cam Newton revealed his injury. And here I'm telling you, I'm really got a bad taste in my mouth about Ron Rivera over the last two years, and it's not getting better as it should be.
3: And, and, you know, when I first got here, our philosophy was, you know, you've got to protect your quarterback, and you've got to put playmakers around him. And we oh, try to do that. Then this is the same the one. And through free agency, and we understand that. We-
4: See about if there's a clip about revealing the injury. Because what uh, Stephen A. Smith then went and asked uh, Ron Rivera. Just-
3: being close to invincible. How mm-hmm. honest yeah. and open was he about yeah, it, what it, was it. hindering? My bad. Well, you know, during that little stretch, he, he really fought through it. And every time you'd check with him, every time you'd visit him, was hey, I'm fine, I'll be all right. I'll be ready to go Sunday, which he was. He gave us everything he had. But the loss to New Orleans on the Monday night game He came and and, and really said it and was very open and honest about it. That's why I shut him down at the end of the year. Mm. You know, that he just, he wanted to give it everything he had, but he just, he knew he couldn't. So he opened up and and, and said it right there, point blank. So I really do appreciate the honesty at that point. Coach, it was pretty. All
4: right. um, So it took until, I'm trying to look it up. We, this is the wrong season. We, I, I feel like we played. New Orleans in like week 13,
5: yeah. Uh, this past season, we did. Uh, it was New Orleans and then
4: Atlanta and then New Orleans. Oh, so, yeah, 13 or, yeah. Or like 14, 13. Like the last, no, three it, was games, right? it was 13. All right, last. Uh, so, so you're trying to tell me, Ron, Mr. Like, this is what, I you know, I used to like Ron a lot because I felt like he was just being kind of straight, and that is, I'm not going to tell you much. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be like, take, fall on the sword. I don't fall on the sword anymore. But you're trying to tell me that, like, oh, it was he finally came to me and became honest that he wasn't good, and you just figured it out in week 13 when we all saw it f- three weeks, four weeks earlier, five weeks earlier. You practice with the dude, or you see him, like, what? What do you mean? Like he just all of a sudden recognized that Cam Newton's shoulder was bothering him. I'm good, coach. I'm good. Like, what do you? Are we watching the same shit?
5: Yeah that that Tampa Bay game, the the last game against Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, it, it was it, it was just bad, man. And you know, I, I understand the 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 mindset at that point as well. You're still a playoff contender. You're so close to the playoffs. And, yeah, we've lost games by a very small margin, a very narrow window. But, man, is, you know that Cam Newton is your franchise. You know that he's having problems with the shoulder. I mean, and they, they know this in, in detail. I mean, they're, they're getting injury reports. There were times, uh, even before that, that game against the Saints that we're talking about right now, I don't know if he practiced one time I mean, uh, it, it was it was that bad. How did you expect that player to be able to go like, into oh, the playoffs? Thanks for
4: being honest with me, buddy. Yeah, like I would have been like, Cam, we know you were jacked up. Can you?
5: How did you expect him to go on the road in the playoffs and be able to make magic when he's not able to throw the ball in his own words up, you know, 20 yards down the field? It makes absolutely no sense. And I mean, I, I will be honest though, that is a tough spot to be in to bench your starter um when you're you know you're alive. Uh oh, we were alive. on an eight
4: game losing streak.
5: And I understand that. And we knew that. We, we are not alive, anywhere. brother. I mean we are, that's like well, saying, that's like saying a bug
4: oh, that is brain dead and is on uh life support. Dude, I mean I I gotta wait. I mean, there's a chance.
5: No, there I could mean, be brain activity. That. I think this, they farted. I maintain. After Seattle, we knew that this team was DOA, All right, dead on arrival. There was there was nothing left for this team to be able to put forth as a legitimate contending football team. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. It's a it's, it's a tough spot to be in. But I just I feel. Cam Newton has been so mismanaged in so many different ways up to this point in his career, both his health uh, with the players around him on the offensive line, uh, on the at the wide receiver position. I mean, his best receiving option has been a tight end for a long time now. You know, and that's not oh, a but project, yeah, I remember you know, we're so. trying
4: to put people around him. That yeah, that's what my just, that's what my goal since I got here was to put people yeah, around yeah. him. Um all reminds this is that folks, you heard it here on the C three Panthers podcast. It's time to build that wall. Build that build wall that around Cam Newton and Build that it, wall. It was uh who said it? Someone else said a good one too, and it was Trill Wood said it's time to declare a national emergency.
5: <laughs> yeah. And build
4: that wall. I think David Tepper's gotta step in here, declare a national emergency, and build a wall of people. And shut down, down the government. People. And shut down, yeah. down the government. Is, <laughs> shut down the paychecks until this wall is built. Around 10, I believe 100%. it.
5: A hundred percent. And people on and people on Twitter still fight me tooth and nail about oh the offensive line is okay we just need one player. Bah, 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 bah. If I hear one no, more person dude.
4: talk about how Andrew Norwell shows how we have um, actually cared about Cam Newton, I'm gonna blow my. F- well, actually, I'm not. I'm gonna blow your brains out. Yeah, not you, Kobe. not answer. you. That person, and,
0: and by the because way, here's oh, the idea yeah, how
4: many guys, and you and you brought this up, Cody. So, I'm gonna pair it what you've said yeah. is all of those opportunities where you talk about these guys coming in, Tyler Larson not being that bad. They have all sat there in waiting behind yeah. Matt Khalil and Amini Silatulu. So, yeah. and and this did not mean I did not mean for this to be because I what have I said for the last month? You got you wanted to pull the band-aid off with Ron Rivera and him fired. I didn't. I wanted to wait one more year. Right. Do it a different way. So the idea now is each and every day my patience is is getting shorter and I feel like I'm with the I'm one of the most patient.
5: Yeah, I, I mean I I wanted to do this last year. Um I I wanted to move on to uh you know, I, I made I made the analogy before that, you know, if you're in an abusive relationship and you have the mindset of, well, I'll never be able to do any better, so I might as well just accept my lot in life. I mean, that's a loser mentality, you know. Um, so I understand. But listen, we have Ron Rivera uh, as our coach for the 2019 season.
4: So and we're gonna have to listen to this bullshit about how he prioritized <laughs> all of this crap. How we like all of a sudden we just realized Ron Rivera is an offensive coach. We did not know it. Yeah, we did not know it all of a sudden. All right, let's go to this. Is you're listening to the C three Panthers podcast? We encourage you to smash that thumbs up button. Right, subscribe to the show, comment, call in the numbers two five two 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 eight fifteen ninety-eight. Grow Panther Nation together with us. Right. Uh, by being a part of the conversation. Can, uh, let's do this. Let's roll uh, Cam Newton's love life clip. There's, oh, it's, just, it's, it's just a tweet, but Cam Newton posts on Instagram this week, and it goes something to this effect. Let me see if I can see it right here. He says, uh, make no mistake about it. I would be the first to tell you I'm not perfect, but I'm damn worth it. Hashtag shine through the shade, one love. What we now have is this. We have a scandal.
5: <laughs> so we investigative th- journalism going well, on. It, it is,
4: is that you know some people they care about Meghan Markle? Some people care about the Queen of England and Prince Charles and Prince Harry and these people. I care about the true royalty. Of Panther Nation, and that's Cam Newton. His love life. I think Cam Newton and his girlfriend are having problems. What's her name again? Something Kia Proctor.
5: Yeah, Kia Proctor. Yeah,
4: problems in paradise, folks. Problems in paradise.
5: Yeah. So Tony Dunn brings this to my attention that um,
4: right before are, the show, by the way.
5: Yeah, right, I had no idea that this was even uh, a thing. Um, there are no pictures of Kia on Cam Newton's Instagram page, and vice versa is true. There are no pictures of Cam on Kia's Instagram page. Did I say that right? I hope I said it right. Anyway, you, know, you know what I'm saying. Um
4: Yeah, I did not know this. It's with hers first. I saw someone point this out, and that is, where's Cam Newton? Because you know if that was your man and this is your baby, you want to be. And right after we saw them together beautifully in the intro to his YouTube video, now problems in Camadice.
5: (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. This would be a a weird thing. I heard that they were having another child so
4: if this is josh from mass says read all about it cam's arm isn't all that's broken oh uh, no oh your broken heart he's got a broken heart i hope he doesn't have a broken you know what
5: yeah i think i, I kind of think maybe that's that's uh, what he was talking about um god i hope not i wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy
4: anyone anyway. uh,
5: yeah, was- I, 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 I don't know but um Oh man, we're off the rails right now. <laughs> but but listen though. Um I don't know if, if this is true. Um I hope that works out, man. They've made a beautiful little family. Um I, I listen, Tony, you 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 know, I know relationships are tough, man. People yes. grow. People grow, people uh I have problems. Yeah, problem. yeah, they go through tough passes, man. I mean, people—they make the the mistake of not growing together. People are That's growing, all, yeah. People hard. are growing all the time. And imagine sometimes- how much
4: pressure it is too for someone like this that has every resource, who has so many responsibilities. To, uh, you know, my wife will get will be disappointed if I don't help clean up, you know, like or help get the kid. Like I was reading with the girl with Madeline, you know, read for a half hour before bed before the show tonight. You know, I mean, and so those they're pressures on people who are who are always together. Imagine all the pressures yeah. that come also to I know that we think about all the money, but there's gotta be a lot of stress that comes in from the engagements, the the social media attention, uh the attention of all the beautiful women that must look all the beautiful men like Tony Dunn who shower attention on Cam Newton.
5: <laughs> yeah, man. Um well uh dude, our chat room is lit right now. Uh BMO's eighty five said so cam pull out game is a week. <laughs> Which it, 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 it
4: is. It is, but um they like my camera dice.
5: <laughs> Camadice. Um uh camera dice would be perfect without ron rivera yeah maybe it would be man um be. but listen uh, imagine what kind of show you think we ran if the first thing you heard us talking about was chanting build that wall and now we're talking about uh, Cameron Cameron, well, love life yeah uh we're like whatever. alex
4: jones beats tmz
5: yeah a hundred percent listen everything that you could ever want in a panthers podcast is right here folks uh, right here. Um, I I, no, I really right. don't have too much else to say. But other no, I, than, uh, ho- I hope it all. I hope it all works out. If there is um, trouble in paradise, uh, you know, I wouldn't wish family problems on anybody. Um, I wouldn't imagine. Good news, like-
4: folks. There is one thing we can check off the list. It's not financial problems. Financial problems are a lot of the starting point when it comes to relationships. And I'm guarantee you at this, at this moment in time, this is not a financial issue. This hey is not a financial issue. I promise more you that. My, More money, and more problems. Ain't that man. what they say? Ain't mm-hmm. that what man. they say? Yeah. I want to find them problems. <laughs> yeah. Problems. Folks, help me find those problems by donating to C3 Panthers podcast. You can find the Patreon link in the show. No, uh, smash that thumbs up button. Call in. Hey, let's do this. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. It's the longest running Panthers podcast on the internet. We appreciate your support jumping in. Cody, what we have been doing for the last mm, maybe three, four weeks now has been previewing a potential free agent. Coming into uh, that, because we will be, this is the way the football calendar works, folks, right now. And I believe today was the day that they could do tenders for uh, certain for restricted free agents or something like that. Now we're going to be coming into the era, to the days where they will start to franchise tag people. The combine's on the way. But free agency truly dictates how teams will address the combine, how they will address the back end of free agency, how they will address building their rosters in the offseason. That's why we've been looking ahead to free agency first. And Cody likes to do a little segment on the show, better get to know the Panthers free agent. Who you got for us this week, Cody?
5: Today we are going to initiate the first step and building that wall, my friends. That's where we are going to preview our first offensive lineman of our free agency preview, and it's another New England Patriot. I know, but hear me out. Today we're looking at Trent Brown, the offensive tackle, the left tackle from the New England Patriots. He is six foot eight, three hundred and eighty pounds of pure. Get the hell out of my way, folks. Uh, he is a massive human being, and the the true upside to Trent Brown is the pass protection. I mean, it, it, you see right here against the Chiefs, uh, he's able to move D forward, who we just previewed last time, uh, leading right around the quarterback. Uh, I mean, he has the, the, the length and the power to be able to give your quarterback a full seven or eight seconds in the pocket if not more, to be able to deliver the football all over the field. For a man getting
4: that, tagged. He getting you know, tagged.
5: <laughs> and maybe so. It's either that or Trey Flowers. Um, you know, but no, no, as a matter of fact, no. They drafted Isaiah Wynn out of Georgia last oh, that's year. Right. So there is a, a very real possibility that he will uh, be a player that hits the open market. Now, the question is, We have Matt Khalil still on the roster. He's on trash
4: duty. He's on on, trash duty.
5: Are you going to sign another left tackle after a few years ago, you've already signed another left tackle to even more money? Um, I hope so. Uh, Trent Brown makes us a better better offensive line right now. He, He does everything that we want him to do. He moves up the field. He's well on pull blocks. Um, his feet never get away from him. I mean, he's a powerful man. Uh, his arms are. Mad. And what a great
4: season this year! Tremendous season going into a contract. He's drafted in twenty fifteen. He uh, started two games uh, as a rookie, but then he started sixteen games at right tackle in twenty sixteen. That was the year they played the Atlanta Falcons, I'm pretty sure, in the Super Bowl. So you've got the Atlanta Falcons. That, that's correct, right? Or was it 2017 that, that was the Falcons? Yeah, no, uh, 16
5: was the Falcons, and yeah. 17 was Philadelphia.
4: Yeah, yeah, all right. So, I mean, obviously he was not – oh, he was drafted by San Francisco. Originally played yeah. with San Francisco, comes to New England – Starts all 16 games at left tackle. This was a this is the type of year you want to have if you're becoming a free agent. Now, I guess, really, Cody, is that do you do it? And here I is say, my yeah. thing on it is that, like, yeah, is that I'm like, this is that let's push the chips on either an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman in free agency let let's, let's yeah. is that you can only answer so many needs going into the draft. We need somebody. If this happened, I would not be disappointed in the least.
5: So let's answer some questions. All the three in the chat says, "What's his age? He's only twenty five years old. Yep. Okay, so he's still very young. Still has the future ahead of him." Um, and he said, "The the Georgia boy was a guard for them." They have Joe Thune at the left guard. And the guy they drafted, Isaiah Wynn, played left tackle his entire career uh, or his entire time playing for the Bulldogs. So they were trying to, you know, people in the draft are trying to, they, they take players, and they're doing it this year with Jonah Williams from Alabama, too. They say, oh, their arms are not long enough, so they might move them inside to guard. Listen, if they play tackle... At a high level, don't overthink this. You put them at the left tackle position where you know they're able to play. Um, so with that said, uh, yeah, they they have a left tackle that'll be able to fill in for them right now. So it's they're able to move on from Trent Richardson. The question is, and Trent Brown, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, is are you gonna move on from Ryan or uh, Matt Khalil? I mean, that's the question. Yes. That's the Duh. 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 I mean, come on. Ryan Rivera is our coach. He probably loves Matt Khalil. Like,
4: you're going to sign Trent Brown and then start Matt Khalil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. zero here's, zero. Uh, here's Trent Brown off of the Adam Schefter podcast. Quote, hopefully, it's somewhere I can build some longevity, somewhere that will be a great place and a great fit schematically in the locker room, on the field, and also a great fit for my family as well. Really calculated statement there. And I tell you this, Charlotte, great place to live, great place to raise a family. And, uh, well, I can't tell you much about her scheme right now because it could be rebuilt in a year and a half for all we know. Yeah. But he is a big boy. He's a big man. He's bigger than... Most left tackles, he almost looks like a right tackle.
5: I mean, it's hard to uh, make Cam Newton look small, but this would be the man that would do it. I mean, every every bit of six foot eight, he moves well. He's very powerful. And, and, and the, the best is still out in front of him. And, and it serves a position of need. So that way in the draft, for all of you people that are shouting at the top of your lungs, we have to have a defensive lineman. The draft is so deep get an edge rusher, get Cleveland Farrell, Montez Sweat. Hey, I'm down, but a move like this has to happen first in order for me to feel comfortable doing that. Knowing um, how Cam Newton has been beaten up uh, by bad offensive line play all this time, I want to invest in people that are worth the investment. Trent Brown is 100% one of those people. It would be a day one starter.
2: This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
4: No, number one comment. When anytime you talk about bringing up, a, this is a top tier free agent. This is probably the most high. This is probably going to be the outside of like a clowny or guys that are going to get tagged. Is that this is going to be if he doesn't get tagged down. That's the thing is the Patriots could tag him or Trey Flowers. Not Trey Flowers, uh, Trey. Yeah. yeah, Trey Flowers. Yeah. yeah, okay. So they can tag two of them. But then the automatic, the time, and I do love this, is anytime you mention free agency, to Carolina Panthers fans, there's two responses. One side chirps in and says, we never get a free agent. Right. Ever. Go out. We're talking. Even Matt Khalil was barely going after it, right? And then there's yeah. the other group that also, and a lot of times they're the same people. Say we don't have the money to get this guy. <laughs> Saw someone in the chat room talk about Khalil, Cap, <laughs> Tory Smith, Cockrell, and Denoris Cersei. Cut him. <laughs> My <laughs> man is cutting. He's like a Mexican at a bar fight,
5: cutting every. Hey, man. Hey, man. Sometimes you, to, sometimes you have to clean house.
4: Shaq's $9 million reduced reduced uh, for more cap space as well. Is that, I agree? Is that like a, that yeah. could be an answer? Spreading Shaq's not money out. Uh, Tory Smith adds five. Khalil doesn't help us till next year. I feel like you're going to have to be stuck with him cleaning up the parking lot. But for would year. you
5: really move on from Shaq at the same time that you just lost Thomas Davis?
4: No, I mean, no, no! I think they're going to have to extend Shack to like a three-year deal and yeah, try to that, spread the now, money out a little bit.
5: No, they have to. I mean, you know, unless you want to put yourself in a position where you're you're forced to draft another one. And I know we drafted two last year, but the linebacker position is not deep for us anymore. Um, I even believe that David Mayo is a free agent. If I'm, if I'm, yeah, yeah. if I'm correct, on, yeah. So. And yeah, now Ben uh,
4: Jacobs is uh which we've never seen him play linebacker, but Ben Jacobs is now coach. a
5: coach. Yeah, he's a coach now. So there's not a lot of depth of that position. Um the the name to look out for, there are two names to look out for. Uh one and neither of them I think are gonna happen. Uh that's Don Tari Poe and Matt Khalil. And I, I honestly don't see us moving moving on from either of those guys.
4: Nope, no, nope, you can't. It doesn't help you it It opens yeah. up so little cap space, and i will we'll we'll talk a ton about this as we get closer to free agency, but this is kind of a free agent moment, and that is while you cut, you also have to replace them, yeah, so is that you need all of a sudden to go and here's the deal is that a lot of times people want to do this with wide receivers. they're like, well, we could save this, but then. You have to bring in another player. You have to have enough warm bodies at least. And so if a guy makes five million, if you save five million, but you only but you have to pay another guy who is comparable or even worse in as a player, three million, you save only two million and you downgrade. So it's not as just easy as saying we cut everybody, but there is a way to manufacture space. I think Torrey Smith's five million dollars is right for the picking. Yep. I think uh, obviously DeNorris Circe's is right for the picking. Captain, would, you know what? It would be nice if Ross Cockrell could come and be a contributor, though.
5: Yeah, and he, uh, yeah, he was. We hurt could like use that, that. couldn't we? Here. Use some depth yeah. like that. Yeah, um, I don't remember Back his, up to, uh, I don't to remember, Jack. I don't remember his um contract details. Um, off the top of my head. But I don't know if we have him for another year. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Captain Munderland, Tori Smith, um, DeNora Searcy, I mean, he has a, he had a concussion every other football game. It seemed like, you know, it was just no laughing matter, you know. Uh, so, um, yeah, we, we have a lot of decisions uh, to make in free agency. Um, this year on our own team and um, Legacy Land asked a good question. Um, is there anyone worth putting the franchise tag on? And at this point um, maybe the only person is Shaq Thompson but then that would be more than $9 million wouldn't it? I'm imagining no, it no,
4: Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's a good question is could you save like a dollar? <laughs> I doubt. I doubt that you would save So maybe, that's a great question. Would if you tag Shaq, because it's the average of the top three, it has to be, his $9 has to be an average anyway. So no, I would say that no, that that is less than the franchise tag. What about this? Wild, wild call here. Franchise tag Daryl Williams. No way. Way too much money, don't you think? Yeah, that's, it would be um, like a shit ton of money, and you would have to be confident that my man is going to come out and blast.
5: Yeah, and that—that's a ton. What if you franchise-tagged
4: him and traded Daryl Williams? Booyah! For-
5: for like, nothing. I, 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 I mean, like, I, I, who's I, I, gonna do it? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, it's no, not no, even worth
4: no, no, it. It's a stupid question. It's you're not, even a you're stupid not getting statement. a first round
5: pick out of Daryl Williams from anyone. Um, you're especially off of one year. Um, and then, and listen, and you know these guys too uh, Marxist Panther on Twitter and oh, Billy, B- Billy Marshall, uh, a oh, lot of God. other guys um, are, are, are very down on Daryl Williams. And listen, I'm at the point where if you have criticisms of a Panthers offensive lineman, I want to hear it. Because if they're a liability in any sort of way, then I want to know because I don't want them to protect Cam Newton if that's the case. But, you know, they're saying that, um, you know. Yeah, are uh, is
4: zero tags. There are zero franchise tags on the Carolina Panthers roster unless, let me ask you this. Okay. Should, should we? Serious question. Franchise tag oh, either Cameron Artist Payne or Amina Silatulu. <laughs>
5: dude definitely Silatolu, <laughs> man. Come on. I mean look that, that dude has a a C three franchise over. tag for
0: <laughs>
4: Cap.
5: Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Amina Tolu has to has to be franchise.
4: Yeah, we actually have zero people that are worth tagging. Zero. Yeah, pretty
5: much.
4: Pretty zero. much. That's terrible. It's terrible. We're going to get back into the free agent list in just a moment. Cody, let's go ahead and jump into the cat calls. The number is 252-228-5098. You can be a part of the C3 Panthers podcast. Be sure to support the show. Subscribe. Share it with a friend. Send one Panthers friend. This is my challenge to you. Send one Panther friend and say, hey, if you listen to the latest Panthers, C3 Panthers podcast, they said Ron Rivera is Pinocchio, and it's true. (laughs) <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see what we got here.
1: So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty s***. Sh- you shouldn't do that to
3: somebody. And how did that make you
4: feel?
1: Uh, very uncomfortable.
4: So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel?
2: It a feels two, two, good, like. The back with
1: hey, I'm going to keep it short and
5: simple.
2: It's almost draft time. I know the timeline fun, is coming up and everything, but let me guys, let me, let me give you guys a little question. Um, sure. Like I called before and I said, would you rather prefer defense or offense to come to draft? And me personally, I want somebody on the offensive line in the first if they fall to us. Now I was Say, looking at okay. Brooks Brooks. Uh, you know, um, this little draft. A little special he had on YouTube, and usually I don't agree with him, but what he, the position he had us taken is a tackle. Such a dude's name, uh, Jonah Williams, out of Alabama.
5: Hell yeah! Could you
2: see him falling to 16, and could you see him so. being a Carolina Panther? Because you know he played left tackle in Alabama. You know,
5: yeah,
2: and he know a lot of. Alabama players, you know, a lot of them become bust, you know what I'm saying, but I think, you know, Williams could, you know, protect Cam's blind side, so uh, give me you guys' opinion on that, and uh, another player that I was looking at, but I really don't want him, is that damn defensive tackle, tackle out of Clemson, and Cody, you know what I'm talking about, that dude is a monster, man, but it seems to us like we always go with defensive tackle, like in every single draft for the last yeah. like decade. I swear, man, you know. But uh, what's you guys' opinion on that? And uh, keep pounding.
5: So, uh, well, let me let me uh, let me talk for a minute about Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams right now is described as the best left tackle in the draft. Now, what's happening to the man? And I've already mentioned this a little bit is that they're knocking him for short arms which is understandable because then you have guys like we've previewed on the show and Charles O'Minahue who has 84-inch arms or an 84-inch wingspan, which is absolutely insane. When you have a defensive end that's able to shoot his hands into the tackle before the tackle is able to put his hands on the defender, that's a problem for the lineman. However, Jonah Williams has proven time in and time out that he has the ability and the and the technique and the skill set to drop his hips and anchor and, and, and put his hands at the right position and the right spot to be able to play tackle. Um, for my money, Jonah Williams is a tackle, but even if we did draft him, I do love that he's versatile enough to be uh, put at the guard position. Uh, if you put Jonah Williams as a guard, yeah, man, let's have a, a pocket – that Cam doesn't have to worry about collapsing in front of him and he can stand there and step up in and throw the football. Uh, That said, do I see him falling uh, to the Carolina Panthers? Not a chance in hell, my friend. Um, Do you trade up? Do you trade up? Um, It depends on how far up is. Um, If you're around 9 or 10, maybe so, um, But I feel – 11.
4: You know I mean? If he drops out of the top 10 all of a sudden, say there's a strange run on quarterbacks, potentially, could happen. Yeah. Doubtful. You're at 16, and he's sitting there at 12. You pull the trigger?
5: I just imagine, man, if you're the – listen, it doesn't matter who you are. Every team has a need to better their offensive line. And there are so many teams ahead of us with bad offensive lines that could use a Jonah Williams. So, for example, if the Jets trade down, uh, you know, I I don't know how far it would end up being, but the Jets are at number three. If they end up trading down um, even to like seven or eight or whatever, um, I don't see Jonah Williams falling out of the top ten. I mean, he's that kind of football player. Um, On that level, he's just absolutely um, – the the technique that he has coming out of Alabama, I mean, he's ready to play right now. He pulls on a high level. Great vision moving up the field. Uh, I just – yeah, I don't see it, though. And uh, Dexter Lawrence, yeah, man, Dexter Lawrence is a monster. Uh, defensive tackle out of Clemson. Uh, Don Tari Poe right now. Isn't half the man Dexter Lawrence is? Oh, oh
4: just, that's not true. Yes, it that's is.
5: Yes, it is. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man. I
4: said, You know what? It's maybe, though, and I've been I'm kind of leaning you. a little bit more towards this, is I wonder if our personnel does lean more towards a 3-4 with Poe at the nose. We talked about this a little bit last maybe. week. I don't know, but we'll see. This is that was you know no sense in kind of flogging that horse there. But he's, don't worry, Poe. Poe is don't worry on Poe, guys. Is he's gonna be all right? Is I I don't think we were happy with last year, but he's got a lot to prove. And if it doesn't happen after this year, then you can say goodbye to him. All right, we're gonna keep pounding with these calls. Come on, guys, this is your Boy the Black Cat, Brandon Herbert.
0: I know. Oh wow! All around with. For a while, and I really haven't been checking community live because I've been just really busy with work and everything. So sorry,
4: I got you. a job too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just,
0: What's up, I brother? Have a like, this is to give you quality, like, Yeah, <laughs> my Twitter network,
5: sparring network, partner, right but here. Network,
0: but it seems like you claim to know. I other do do uh, like film, mm-hmm. watch film, and study and everything. Just as much as you do. So, that's because we don't necessarily want to, the whole lineman, you know, and, and rather take a D lineman, which you don't get how bad our D line was last year. Like, I, I don't. I, I've actually found quarterbacks. Go back and look. Just like to these films. Go back and look and see how long they actually had in the pocket. It was pathetic. Now I will give you this: the O line does need to be addressed, but I don't see uh, someone at sixteen unless we we would be reaching. Unless Jonah Williams, God touched us and then let us get Jonah Williams, I would be great with that pick. But you, you the D line, needs to be addressed. Um, I, I I I see. It's like the Tampa fans, some O-line, some D-line, and everything like that. But my deal is, you know, try to re-sign Williams as long as, even if we do like a short-term deal for Williams, like a private deal, we'll have two tackles, which is the biggest problem with, uh, with, uh, you know, Cam Newton. Usually he gets hit a lot from the edge. So, uh, if we get two tackles, uh, we'll have those for for the short term. And then of course, you know, like we do need to grab a center and maybe a guard and everything like that. I get your point
4: on that. But the D line needs to be addressed. Like Well done what we've said is get, this is like defensive linemen and offensive linemen like, only.
5: But me and him go back and forth on specific protecting in which
0: everybody's main focus should be there. But at the same time Build right. we that, do that. I, At 16, I just don't want to reach for our old linemen. Uh, All
4: right. It is... That's a good point. I don't know. All right. Don't reach. I, I I
0: just I just don't get it. Uh, like I said, I know that it's been... Well, I have it out. And the fans um, and everything still undecided, but I really do think uh, the D-linemen is... Sorry about that. I'll try to make it uh, quit quicker at least uh, But I do think that this draft Is littered with O-line and D-line talent Which is good for us because those are Our main concerns But
5: so then, okay. A great right. pass
0: rusher Especially a great edge pass rusher Can Do world for your team
4: I mean I know y'all remember But if you're not 15, picking in the top 10 You don't get that guy great. But the You don't get that guy either
0: um, and the O line, uh, you give Cam a little bit of time, he can he can work his magic. I get it, but if if a O, I wouldn't be mad if they take a O lineman. If a O lineman's there and it won't be a reach, take the O lineman. Sure. I, we first of all, we we, we need to get either o lineman or D lineman, um, and, and with our first pick, nothing else unless a middle linebacker is there. That's it. Or a linebacker is there because of Thomas Davis and because we might switch to three, four. But anyway guys uh I'm gonna try to catch y'all tonight. Just uh hope y'all uh I'm enjoying the show and everything. I do comment a little bit uh after uh I catch the show um because I'm gonna try but I wanna try to catch it uh live tonight. Anyways, guys y'all have Great day, and
4: hopefully I see y'all. All All right, let me just jump in here before, because I'm gonna let you have the mic. Yeah, and that is is that if it's hard to get a top flight tackle at 16, it's just as difficult to get a top flight defensive end at at 16. Like they're no less. No one is less. If anything, is that is that I'm just sorry. Is that name me a A defensive end that has just been immediately dominant that has gone outside the top ten. Immediately dominant. Name me one.
5: Derek Barnett did pretty good for Philadelphia. I mean, they had a a stat defensive line, so what was it? What did he go? like uh, like fifteen or sixteen. Right around Uh, around this
4: guy, by the way, loved Derek Barnett, wanted the Panthers to take him at eight.
5: (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, all
4: right.
5: So, so listen, if, if you say that this is a, a, a deep draft at the defensive line and the offensive line position, which, by the way, I do agree with, I think it is, I think there's a lot of talent at the tackle and the defensive end position. But if, if you are adamant that it's deep in both, then really it doesn't matter which one you go first. Uh, if you go uh, offensive line round one, or defensive line round, round one, you know, with where you're picking in the second round, you should be able to then flip to the other side and grab a player. Now, I've been working for Draft tech and I've been doing I've been doing write-ups for DraftTech.com. So when I'm looking at film, when I'm looking at Andre Dillard, for example, the tackle out of Washington State, I have to be able to tell you why he is a good player and why he isn't and what he needs to work on. Right now, here, I'm going to name five players that you've probably never heard of that we can take at the offensive tackle position right now that I believe are worth the 16th pick in the draft. Jawan Taylor out of Florida, badass. Andre Dillard out of Washington, probably the best pass-protecting offensive tackle in the draft right now. Um, Cody Ford from Oklahoma is a guy that's drawing a ton of um, of really, really, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about him as he might end up being one of the first offensive linemen taken in the draft. I mean, I, and I, I'm looking at each and every one of those players saying that this is a player that makes our football team better right now. So I understand you don't want to reach for a player, Brandon, but what I'm saying is, if you're sitting there and you have a player that allows Cam Newton to be able to deliver the football all around the field and allows us to run the football effectively, then you have to grab that player. I'm looking at. I, I'm not. I don't want to reach for a player at all. But what I am saying though is that there are. I look at a player and I have to determine if they're worth the pick. And I feel that there are five or or more right now. Dalton Reisner, that's another one. Um, There are players to be picked in the first round, and it's not us, you know, uh, we have to have an offensive lineman better for the next one.
4: Ken Dye in the chat room states, and he is a guy who has been the most critical of the Panthers' offensive line since before half of y'all were born. Um, Ken Dye says this I'd rather see a good offensive tackle prospect picked at 16 or no offensive lineman at all take someone for the outside on defense just don't reach and Brad Dugan says trade down in the first round depending who is on the board now interesting prospect here I don't know where you're going to get what type of trade value you get at 16 and move back into the 20s but what if you can move back into the 20s yeah. And grab and grab a guard and grab a center. And, and say you got a, a pick. Say, say they gave you their 20 and their second.
5: I'm not mad at that at all. Uh, and-
4: we could use that, is that at the same time is instead of pushing all your chips in on an offensive lineman at 16, you're still pushing your chips, but you're split, you're basically back in your bet. If you were playing like uh craps or something in Vegas, as you put a little money behind the bet, get a little bit more, we have a lot of holes to fill. It would not yeah. be a tremendously bad option to trade back and get what if, if you traded back in the twenties and we drafted two offensive linemen back to back, and even if they were a guard and a center, you would not be pissed.
5: Yeah, I mean you know me, I'm not pissed at it at all. Um and 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 by the way, I want to say one other thing as well. No one has ever said that the defensive line is not a problem, that we don't need to add talent on the defensive line. It I've was so bad it made the
4: secondary hard. look good. Yeah. The defensive listen. line was so bad that it made a mediocre secondary look w- w- better than mediocre.
5: And listen, I'm a Clemson fan. I'm, I mean, you see the championship banner behind my head, man. You think I'm not jumping for joy if Cleveland Farrell. Is it Carolina Panther? I mean, come on, dude. I love that. What I'm saying, though, is that my love for Cam Newton and protecting our franchise comes above all else. And one of the things that I do love is that a few of the players, they're positioned versatile. Uh, Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. Yadne Kajus out of uh, 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 Virginia, West Virginia. They have the ability to be able to move inside as well. And we have uh, positions of need on the inside. So you're, you're at a certain point in the first and second round, you're not reaching for players if they're good and they make you a better football team right now. And there are players that do that. That's all I'm saying.
4: Lynn says says, I believe they're scouting the AAF. And as an AAF aficionado, Lynn, (laughs) this guy right here has gone all in on the AAF. I am a Salt Lake City Stallions fan. Hardcore. We ride or die Stallions. That's right. We're fast. We're not fast out of the gate. We're trying to get around. We're 0-2 right now. Um Please don't get Potosi, who is the left tackle for the Stallions, who was a high draft pick in <laughs> uh, the NFL. He's sorry right now for the Stallions. He's got a lot of development still ahead of him. I, I th- my buddy, we do this on, tw- on Pirate Radio, 1250 a.m. You can download the Pirate Radio app on Fridays. I'm on with uh, Clip Brock on the the host of the sports bar, and we have decided that we are all, we're going hardcore AAF football fans, and we are ride or die about this at this moment. We've been all into it. We've been excited watching it. He asked a tough question, Cody, and that is what's the over-under on players who are playing on Saturday or Sunday this weekend? Playing on Sunday in six months or whatever it is when the NFL was going on, so that's a tough figure, is it not? He, he threw out the number I think eight, and I was thinking it was four. Yeah, maybe he filled some kickers out there, but some interesting questions. The AAF is a fun topic. Have you watched any of it, Cody?
5: I ha- I caught the opening, uh, the opening week of of play. Um, I haven't seen any since I've seen the clips on Twitter. I have
4: not. Um, uh, you uh, gotta watched. watch it, dude. Yeah, it's amazing. I, How are you I, missing out? I You're know. too busy studying college tape. Yeah, you be man. studying AAF tape. It's the real yeah. deal. I love it. Remember the Stallions? Now and Cody won't remember this because he's gonna be too young. Probably, but there's a movie, a Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans movie called The Last Boy Scouts, where it was surrounding this football in the opening scene. This player who has got a gambling debt and is like snorting PCP in the locker room at halftime has got they got something hanging over his head, and he breaks out a run or something, and he, blast, he then pulls a nine millimeter out of his pocket, out of his waistband, and blasts a defensive player. His name is Billy Cole. He killed himself on and the touch, after he got the touchdown in the opening scene of the last Boy Scout. He was a Stallion, folks. That is the connection of why I'm a Stallions fan. Billy Cole. All right. That's then. what we're gonna do to people. Murder them on the field. Uh all right then. I'm
5: gonna say Gary here. Gilbert
4: is an Apollos is Gary Gilbert's killing as Apollos.
5: Yeah. Uh uh, my my story is not as fun. I have an uncle that lives in San Diego, so I'm pulling for San <laughs> Diego. You're I the commander. No
4: you're a commander.
5: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those. Um, I am going to watch it more. And, um, yeah, it's apparently, uh, remember Zach Sanchez after we let go Josh Norman? Yeah. He, he was a part of the uh, three cornerbacks that we drafted. It was uh, yeah. Bradbury, um, the guy that we ended up letting go. I, I forget his name now. I remember names after the show. It yeah, was I Bradbury yeah.
4: Sanchez, and uh, the third one was Daryl Worley. It was yeah, Daryl
5: that- yeah, Worley, yeah, and um, I yeah, Zach, but Zach Sanchez is playing. Uh, he had some uh, got roasted. I mean, I, he had an interception. I saw that. Yeah. I saw yeah. that on Twitter. Uh, Kayvon Seymour is playing for them also. Uh, he was a, um,
4: Garrett uh, Gilbert threw a dime to former Panther, Charles Johnson, who was really, we just know because he was a Viking. He never played with the Panthers early at all. And it was on Zach Sanchez. It was the Panthers trifecta in that yeah. game. Garrett, G- Gary Gilbert, Garrett Gilbert, whatever his name is, is playing strong for the Apollos. So that I'm all in on that. My question with well, a lot of questions coming up. When it comes to AAF and, you know, do guys, you know, it's going to be fun and wait until you get that, the XFL coming in. There's the freedom football league that I've recently been informed about. Didn't know about this one. So there's a lot of things going out there. I'm excited about this. Uh, last topic. All right. So we do need to roughly we've done through, we've gone through the cat calls. We've done everything quickly. Let's just talk, uh, free agents, when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, we'll do five minutes on this, uh, and we're only—we're not talking about potential free agents that we go and sign. We're talking about guys who are or, who are hitting free agency that are that were on the roster last year. It's a long list. There's 19 names. I'm going to read it off to you just in one fatal swoop. Um, Mike, and so be thinking about names that stick. Mike Adams, safety. Cameron Artist Payne, running back. Of course, that one sticks. Kenyon Barner, running back. Travaris Cadet, running back. Chandler Kenton Zaro, kicker, offensive tackle, Chris Clark. Linebacker Thomas Davis, who is not even on it. Devin Funches, Wes Horton, Ben Jacobs, not on it anymore. Colin Jones, Kyle Love, David Mayo, Marshall Newhouse, Eric Reed, not on it anymore. Cee Tulu, Fozzie Whitaker, Daryl Williams, to me, the last and not the least is Daryl Williams. Other than that, there's not a single name that sticks out to me on this, is that if you say Cameron Arndes-Payne on this show about trying to sign him back to the Carolina Panthers, I hate you. I hate you. If I were
5: him, I'd flip the the bird, man. Why
4: did – yeah, I know. You know you signed me the first time, assholes. Did you forget that one? Yeah, but there's not a single name on this other than Daryl Williams because we have added Eric Reed, who was a free agent. Free agent, we did that. Kyle Love, maybe.
5: Colin yeah. Jones.
4: <laughs> um,
5: I, I out of Colin all those, Jones. I mean, out of all those, um, yeah, Kyle Love would be a good one. Um, Mike Adams brings in another. No, um, another. I know, I'm not saying bring them back. I'm saying that brings up another point that we have an, a need at the safety position, and you know, here we are talking about offensive line and defensive line. That's what makes that um, comment that you made. Maybe it is a better move to trade back because we don't have a lot of depth at linebacker. We need another safety to get younger to replace Mike Adams. Um, you know, there are there are uh, are players. Or there are positions on the football team that we don't have a lot of depth at, or we need someone to be able to um, uh, be able to come in. And uh, how about how about running back? So, for example, uh, you know Christian McCaffrey is running the ball every single time more than any other running back in the NFL. Uh, this isn't a very um, there aren't a lot of names in this draft. But there are some players, man. Elijah Holyfield, Josh Jacobs. There's players that you should suggest. How
4: could we not want a Vander Holyfield's kid?
5: I know the real deal, man. Come on, come on. How could you not? I, I, ditto, Tony. I feel they're hundred percent the same way. And is a beast too, man. He's a powerful. I think running backs way.
4: are easy to find uh, yeah. at this point. Is that is that? Good God, I, I just love Cameron Artist Payne. He was my guy, and you asked Like, you can't sign him. It doesn't even make any sense. That doesn't even make yeah. sense. That's like bringing Coney Ely back. Yeah,
5: yeah, makes, uh,
3: like no you sense. made
4: fun of him, and then got rid of him, and then made fun of him again, and now you want to sign him? No, no. Um, um
5: cut cut Mike, holes, Adams, cut Mike Adams. Um. I
4: think we're. Um, he's not on that Sure, list. that's not. It's a non-issue. He's got to go. Got to go. Yeah,
5: Mike. And it's not that he's a bad player. It's just that we can do better. I mean, we, we know He should that, have that, never yeah.
4: been at the bottom of the well that deep. At the bottom of the well, we should never yeah. have been that deep. Yeah, um, I, I will feel this is the only one that I'm interested in. And in Daryl Williams is. Can you give him a, a prove it deal?
5: But how often do you ever see a player take a prove it deal? I feel you never. But what if
4: you said this to Daryl Williams, kind of like what they did from a man who was Dante Moncrief? They signed Dante Moncrief one year, eleven million dollars. It's a respectable and big money for a one year deal, right? No spreading it out, but that's it. So, like, what if you pay Daryl Williams what a starting right tackle would make for one year, and that's it? I mean, what or aunt, you could.
5: What, what I mean, okay. what if my aunt, what if my aunt had nuts? Then she'd be my uncle. Okay. know, And then I
4: would be less interested in your aunt.
5: <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> I um, <laughs> I, I've never. I don't know. It's, it, it just sounds so good in theory. But can you name me of a time where a player, well, okay, other than Ty Matthews just popped in my head last year. Um, but, I mean, how many people uh, ever, you know, sign a, a one-year prove-it deal? I mean, especially this is a guy that knows that he got hurt last like, year.
4: I can't prove it.
5: That's yeah, my problem.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Right. Um Okay. Well, you know what? This is like the, we have 19, we had 19 free agents uh, that were departing our team. And you got to say that this is the least affinity you have ever had to 19 people walking out of your house at one time. Imagine if 19 people stormed out of your house right now and you're like, hmm. Maybe I'd that one guy. <laughs> right? yeah. It's like there is zero on this team. Kind of shows you how, man, what were we thinking last year when we thought we had talent? I don't know. Maybe we were yeah. misguided.
5: Hey, man, shout out to Joe Riolano. Joe Riolano called it. He said we looked old.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And, uh, yeah, that's uh, That's what we were.
4: I don't, uh, I don't think, I I think I'm done right now. I think we've done a good job right now getting through this. We we only talked about Cam Newton's love life for like four minutes. Um, We only talked about these free agents for four minutes. We talked about Ron Rivera for 82 minutes.
5: <laughs> I bet that's the longest that anyone's ever talked about Ron Rivera for any no, reason. No.
4: We have been talking about Ron Rivera for 2011. Same thing every dang year. You're right, though. Straight, continuous, 82 minutes. Even his wife is tired of talking about him like that.
5: Uh, oh, zing,
4: zing. All right, all right. This is getting off the rails. All right, let's do this. We've got one last segment. We want to hear from you guys going forward, though. Remember, subscribe to the show. Share it with a friend. Drop it in, in a Facebook group, Reddit, wherever you hang out and talk, Panthers. Send some one person the link and say, check out this. These guys are Stupid when it comes to Panthers, but fun. Now, last segment of the show, Cody, is the ice up pick of the week. And I am going to go first. I hope you yeah. got a good one. I got. I hope you got a good one because I'm going. Now, the ice up pick, guys, is the longest running segment on the C3 Panthers podcast. It's where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up, get together. Anybody is fair game. This is not limited to football can go out into the whole world and go into politics it can go into society i've iced up a 15 year old kid in oklahoma and today i'm gonna ice up a kid who just turned 11 years old this past week his name michael dunn my son is getting iced up on this podcast
5: oh no <laughs> yes
4: my man i love this dude i love this dude you so good such a good kid so smart all these things all this potential him so he gets this kind of he he likes to be called a preteen right now because he's not a kid anymore but he's not a teenager so he must be called a preteen right so we took him for a preteen birthday where they took him to the movies and we let him sit with his friends and we sat away from him, right? And like he just sat on his own with his friends, all this. They had they came and they gave him his gifts. And since it was at a movie theater, people didn't bring like present presents. It's cool. Like kids ain't giving toys out when you're hitting 11, 12 years old anymore. So they give my son all gift cards, which is legit. My son racks up. On three gift cards, $75 from iTunes. All right? So that's a good amount of money. That's a big... That's like the smash and grab of iTunes gift cards right there. It's a big deal, $75. So uh, since that was on Saturday, and we didn't get home till 4 o'clock. Right now, my man has $72. He has... $2 left out of $75 on iTunes gift cards where he is crushed through $73 of iTunes gift cards playing Roblox and this uh, other game these like three games and he's buying coins he's got his own VIP room set up where him and his friends go in and they roblox together whatever they do and they hang out in this virtual world they sit in the same room half the time and do this but to you Michael Dunn how do you spend 75 bucks on the damn internet at 11 years old in two freaking days we've been yelling (laughs) I was going crazy at dinner tonight to USA ice up Michael Dunn. Gotta learn some conservation, brother. Oh man. Uh,
5: hey, you know what it is is his present, you know? I mean I, he, it's,
4: it's his his present. Present. he's gonna be asking me for the game <laughs> pass to Fortnite in about five days. So no. Yep. Mm.
5: <laughs> All right man, um I saw Michael Dunn. So by the way, uh, is there <laughs> Uh, Is your son a Pisces then? If his birthday was was recently, do you know?
4: February 11th. Let me see. Y'all look it up. I don't know. I don't keep up with it. I believe so. Um,
5: Well, if it does, uh, he says one thing. He's Aquarius. Aquarius. Okay, so he's on the cusp, like myself, because the next time we do this show, I will be 29 years old. I have a
4: birthday coming up. Oh, uh, happy almost birthday.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody, I hate those people that, hey, guess what? It's my birthday. You're basically saying say happy birthday to me, which I guess that's what I just did. Um, but um, anyway, man, um, my eyes up pick for the night. Um, you all have probably heard something about this in the news. Um, and I feel that it's appropriate. Uh, we're going to talk about this, man.
4: Oh, God. We're,
5: we're going to talk about Jesse Smollett. Uh, Jesse Smollett is an actor on Empire who said that two men um assaulted him, they were wearing manga hats, they were um they put a noose around his neck, it was a hate crime, uh, and even days before they sent him a letter, a threatening letter in the mail. And as it turns out, those two guys were both from Nigeria. And it's now being reported that Justin Smollett has probably made up this entire thing, even sent the letter to himself uh, in an attempt to save his spot on the show Empire to garner some sympathy. And this is my position, man. People do dumb shit. We all know that. But... Hit crimes are real. And whenever you make up stuff like this and just throw it out there, you do a disservice to people who are actually in situations such as this. I don't even need to say much more. The man's a liar, caught in a lie, and still maintains that he was never lying about it. Uh, to this yeah, day, you
4: can't turn your back on that one, man. When you it's yeah. kind of like you cheat on your wife and get caught, you just got to keep. Uh, you gotta be like, yeah. nope, nope, this is not a girl that is not you. You got to deny reality when it's that bad. Yeah. You gotta keep stick with it.
5: And, and listen, with that, if this is true, which it appears it is, um, what a trash human being. If 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 that's what you feel you need to do to save your career. I mean, come on. Now you've made a situation where now other people in the future might not be believed when something happens to them. So to Jesse Smollett. And by the way, who spells Jesse with a U? Uh Uh-huh. Come on, man. If you say Smollett.
4: If you say Smollett. Whatever. Ice him up. All right, so uh, I do want to mention this, and my wife likes this actor a lot. She's a fan of this Empire show. She likes any shows about music. She loves to sing. She said this, and she said, uh, when I told her about this, she said, I cannot, well, I mean, she had heard about it, but she hadn't heard about all the fake stuff as much. She's like, I can't believe they're going to write him off the show. I'm like, it's this and that. But I will say this, and I don't want to be, I usually give everybody the benefit of the doubt, and I did in this case, but I said, isn't it weird that you walk up with a noose around your neck? Like, yeah, and, yeah. like is the first thing if someone tried to kill me and put bleach on me and they put, I would get that crap off. I'd be like, Whoa. you know what I'm saying? Like, is that, it's like, yeah. it's like I'm going to walk down the road and be like, you see this? These mothers try to, nu- they tried to lynch me. They tried like, I, that is immediately when I knew something was fishy. It's like, I'm going to wear it like a necktie up into the yeah. into apparently, house.
5: Apparently, he was so shaken up, he left it around his neck for
4: 45 minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. like a Before, necktie, yeah. man. I, I want to get my tie off my neck as soon as I get home from work. I'm throwing as far as I can.
5: Didn't call the cops. And the guys are from Nigeria. They're African. And you said they had
4: MAGA hats on and shit. Oh, so uh, fantastic. Dude, it, 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 it's it's so not fantastic. Fun. It's just like, gosh, it is. You do, you ruin. And this, and, and I have a buddy who studies political science, and he is kind of right down the middle. And I would say I'm down the middle, but lean left because I've been pushed that way. But he said this the worst thing liberals can do historically and going forward. Is to be overly critical about stuff that isn't that big of a deal because then it makes people have sympathy and that's what you're saying is that like like Ken said in the chat room the boy who cried wolf ruins these things for good people for real seriousness. Uh, uh, Jesse Smollett, who say Smollett, ice up. You say Smollett
5: yeah it's yeah. up to you man Ice
4: up to you all right you're listening to the c3 panthers podcast what a great audience tonight we had over 40 people watching the show live tonight which is insane because there is absolutely nothing to talk about when it comes to football but these kids know how to rap for an hour and 42 minutes about some carolina panthers and life these kids are tony dunn and cody lashney cody how can they follow you on twitter
5: at C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Cody Lack on Twitter. Um, like I said, I respond to everyone, man. Uh, I, I say this at the end, but I need to say it more. Um, the draft is ramping up. I'm working for drafttech.com. There is a brand new mock draft tomorrow on drafttech.com with comments for the first and the second rounds. So be on the lookout for that. Um, my Twitter account is mostly football. And I'm trying my hardest to not talk about politics, but it's tough. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have a brain that thinks about stuff in the outside world. I'm sorry. I'll try and keep it to football, but yeah, that's it for me.
4: All right. My name is Tony Dunn. You can follow me at cat underscore chronicles. We're on YouTube, Cat Chronicles. We're on Facebook, Carolina Cat Chronicles. And uh, we're on every um podcast app player whatever you could think of and if you're we're not you can just find us by however the hell you're listening to us right this second so we ask you to share the show to build panther nation and to keep pounding keep
5: pounding people till next Tuesday
4: subscribe to the CG carolina panthers podcast on iTunes Stitcher YouTube or anywhere you can catch an RSS feed Check out carolinacatchronicles.com for the latest Panthers news and opinions from a fan perspective. Great For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call.